You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media, the sports pod for people who go outside. Holy fucking shit. Wemby is only 20. What the hell is going on? We're recording this right now in the second half. <laughs> We're recording this right now in the second half of this Bucks Spurs game. Seven foot four. Wemby just went behind the fucking back. One hand dunk and one. What? the fuck is happening in front of our very eyes just turned 20 today holy shit but we're here to discuss some other fine young men the nfl going into this final week a lot of playoff scenarios at play and we hear biggest combination that's on here is ravens fans and a 49er fan and we're both in a very similar situation uh, where the teams both have clinched the number one seed. Uh, both appear to be looking to rest a lot of people this upcoming weekend. And I think that myself and the Axeman, Jeff Axel, Apollo, who are with us tonight, we have a lot of the same concerns about that. Three weeks with no meaningful football is a long, long time. I pretty steadfastly uh, felt that the 49ers starters should play the first half of the Rams game just to get, you know, that meaningful football half in. But right off the bat, almost the beginning of the week, Kyle Shanahan said, you know who is not playing? Right off the bat, Brock Purdy. Um, that tells me that Kyle Shanahan feels he's a very uh, <gasps> valuable player. I wonder if he's the most valuable player in the NFL this year. I, anybody who says that Sam Darnold could just come in and do it, uh, Kyle Shanahan clearly does not think so. Um, so I'll hand it over to my Ravens guys. Um, also because it's a very important game playoff wise Rams 49ers isn't really going to have a huge impact on the playoff picture. Um, and there's a pretty damn good chance that they'll end up seeing each other again in the second round of the playoffs, because I have zero faith. If the Cowboys end up having to play the Rams that the Cowboys are going to beat them. Um, and I know there's some people on here probably agree with me. I think it was Sean that predicted the Rams were going to win the NFC West. The Rams are, are, heating up man and i have a lot of confidence that they will beat the cowboys if they end up playing them in the first round but the game with that features one of our teams and has major implications is the steelers and the ravens because if the steelers win and the bills lose and we'll get to that matchup in a minute bills dolphins uh, which i don't think by the way is going to bode well for the steelers because i think after having lost both their edge rushers, Miami might be a little bit cooked. But Steelers-Ravens, if the Steelers win and the Bills lose, they sneak into the playoffs. Mike Tomlin, the magic man, doing it again. I think there's a pretty damn good chance that the Steelers could pull it off because of how many starters are resting for the Ravens. I don't know how the Bills thing is going to work out. 
Ravens sitting, guys. Steelers, Ravens. Apollo, Axe. Honestly, I don't like it. Um, in 2019, when we did it, we came back. We were rusty, sluggish start. A lot of false starts. Um, defense wasn't physical at all. Like we had lost in the trenches. It was blown coverages. So, I mean, good news is we have a new offensive and defensive coordinator, and Lamar is locked in. Like, he was kind of happy to be there back in 2019. Because he had mentioned 2019 unprovoked in the interview. Yeah. And uh, in a press conference. So, he's locked in. So, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I am glad because you got the other side of the coin where it's like, what if he gets hit by T.J. Watt? And he's hurt going into the playoffs. We could have set when he was already number one seed. And Harbaugh get criticized for that, so I get it. Like, rest the key players, rest the guys that, like, had kind of slight injuries or whatever. Just let people play. But hopefully the Bills take care of business so that Steelers don't make the playoffs. That's what I'm hoping as a Ravens fan. But I hope my boy Snoop uh, Huntley gets, gets the win. Hey, he's a, he's a hell of a player. Um, never mind. I'm not going to start that on this fucking podcast. I had an extensive argument with somebody, a Ravens guy, because there was a very stupid point I felt raised a few weeks ago with, oh, what would the 49ers be without Purdy? And what would the Ravens be without, without, uh, Lamar? And I said, well, actually, if you compare side by side, since both men have become the starters, the Ravens have been quite functional with, Tyler Huntley, and we saw what the 49ers were without Brock Purdy. I don't think that's a fair comparison because I just don't think there's enough sample size and there's a million other ways to work out that argument without resorting to that stupid shit. But if you absolutely must, <laughs> the, the numbers actually favor Purdy on that one. But anyways, Apollo, Ravens, rest in players, Ravens, Steelers, this, this scenario this weekend. Um, like we were saying in like in like the pre-show, I don't I don't like the idea too much. Um like Ag said, the, the way the way everything in twenty nineteen turned out, it, it was just it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And for me, it still does. I think we um I think we need to kind of learn from our mistakes. And since we're already Got a first round buy. Um, yeah. Why? You know, why? Why? Why face rust, and you know have multiple weeks off in a row? I just I think that stalls momentum, uh, for the Ravens, and especially having a new system like a new offensive coordinator and things like that. Like, you want to keep clicking while the iron's hot. You know what I mean? Um, I mean like same situation with the 49ers, uh, as you said. But um, now as far as the Steelers, the Steelers actually have five different scenarios. It's crazy. They need a lot. They, they, they like they they really, I think they really are playing for something. Of course. Oh, absolutely, um, they are. Because if, if they lose, they're done. Yeah, like they're 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 trying. They're going to try their hardest. 
Now, the crazy thing is, also back to 2019, the last game of the season was against the Steelers. Now, this is when RG3 was the backup for the Ravens. And um, and I think the Ravens, like it, it was a it was a must-win scenario for the Steelers then. And the Ravens beat them like what 28-10, some shit like that. So it was like, like, it's kind of funny how that's lining up and coming around full circle, the same type of scenario. But um, yeah, man. Um, like I said, I, I think that's a really tricky, uh, tricky thing that John Harbaugh was doing. Um, like I said, uh, I hope. I mean, like I understand that you don't want to get Lamar and the starters hurt, but they can get hurt the first game they play. So, like, you know yep. what I mean? Like, yep. it doesn't really matter. But um, I, I think being rusty is what we don't want to do because it will fall in that same trap, and that is going to make everything a total waste. If we, so, if I it's sh- going to I, sh- actually- I should clarify: uh, Steelers can also get in if they win and Jacksonville loses. I just think that nobody's discussing that particular scenario because Jacksonville's playing the hapless Tennessee Titans, and now, of course, now that I've said that, Jacksonville will lose. <laughs> but, um, but uh. Yeah, that's another scenario. And uh, myself, another guy who's joining us right now, the Carolina Panther himself, Sean D, um, was what we were talking about in the pre-show as well, is that, you know, it's almost like I kind of moved past it, and you guys as well for the Ravens kind of got to move past it as a decision-making process and say this is just the situation we've been dealt. Like this this is just the cards, and you got to deal with it as you deal with it because – if you play them too much and then somebody does get hurt, then you're, 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 it's the other way around. Well, we would have won this game if so-and-so wouldn't have gotten hurt if he wouldn't have been in the game. Just the same as if either one of our teams lose this game, oh, we, we would have won if, would have won if we weren't so rusty. Like it's just every team has a different path that they have to take to get to the championship. And that's why Super Bowls are so special and they're so unique is because so many different things have to break the right way. And for both of our teams right now, that is, this is the scenario. This is what the path that we have to take. We have to get through this big risk of a three week layoff and make it past that. Just like all the other teams have to get past these badass teams or health or, or have these things break away. That's what our teams have to deal with. Everybody has to deal with their own tough path to the Super Bowl. Sean, what brought you up? We were talking about it pre-show. What are your thoughts? All these weeks off, 49ers, Ravens. The way I see it, it's basically what you said. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. If you lose the first game of the playoffs, oh, man, you shouldn't have rested now. But did somebody get hurt? Oh, man, Harbaugh's an idiot. Why did he play tomorrow knowing it's the last game of the season? They already locked up the one seed. I mean, we've seen it go both ways. 2009, the Colts did it when they could have went 16 0. They went to the Super Bowl, they just lost to the Saints. But I, I believe the Packers have done it. I want to say it was the Packers. They went 15 1, 14 2, rest of the starters. They lost the first playoff game they had. It's just one of those situations where it's a case by case basis, you know. Baltimore, I do think they should arrest them. But I kind of hate Pittsburgh, so I'd rather let more of them play. So they can it's, ir- it's ironic, too, because one of the main things that I hear the, the big talking heads, the big pundits this whole season is like, 
San Francisco is the most talented team, but they can never stay healthy. They always have some key injury. Can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy. And now this, if we will be one thing, we will be healthy. So it's another thing that's it's kind of fallen into place, and we just got to see if they can capitalize on it. Uh, Tay, what do you think about this uh, this scenario for both the Ravens and the 49ers, all these weeks of rest? How do you handle this situation? Um, I don't know why I keep saying John Harbaugh decision. He he's not making decisions over there, buddy. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, I really honestly they should they should play him a little bit because they know they have the first round by. They should play him a little bit, especially because it's a division game. Why not? They, they should just give, give him a little bit because who knows? Ravens can go up. Big early and then take everyone out. You know they've been doing that the past few weeks, but um, yeah, I think they should they should play some people for a good amount of time. They could go up big. They could win the game early. It is what it is. Now the 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 dolphin the the Steelers getting in not happening. You don't Zero. think so? No, because you're counting on the bill. The Bills are not losing to the Dolphins. Yeah, it, it's not. Happening. But but so, what if the Jaguars lose? Will the Jaguars lose to the Titans? No, I don't. Yeah, think. I don't. We can kind of talk about that matchup. Uh major concerns, big red flags for the Dolphins. That Vic Fangio defense is very much predicated on your edge rushers being able to press the pocket um, and get pressure with the front, and both Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb are out for the season. A lot of people asking why the hell Bradley Chubb was even in the game with three minutes left when they were down by so much. That defense might be a little bit cooked. Um, yeah, and I don't know. And the Bills have everything to play for. So, and and you know, and the crazy thing about it is, if the um, when the Bills win this week, you know who'll have to play again next week. They had to play the Dolphins again, and they're gonna beat the Dolphins again. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they they better win this game. I don't. I honestly don't see it happening at all. But if they do lose this game, they're gonna get matched up with them again because they'll be the three seed. And the Bills will be six, and they're gonna play them again the next week. And it's it's gonna be the same thing. Like that's just gonna the Bills just gonna have this. The Bills have their season in their hand right now. If I, they don't win, if they don't I mean, win. If they don't win, do you think they're going to clean house? Uh, I yeah, I say retool. I don't know about like completely. I say retool. I'm talking about McDermott, man. Oh, they going to bounce him out of there? Oh yeah, yeah. The coaching staff, yeah, I do think so. Yeah, the coaching staff is fine for sure. True, a player who never rests. What do you think about uh, resting these players going into this weekend? Three weeks off, basically. Uh, I've I've said I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not really a fan of that concept, honestly, because I think you kind of run the risk of, you know, being a little rusty, being uh, you know, when you come back to it, and and for, you know, for the Ravens, I feel like we saw this movie before, right? So I think that's, you know, for me that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at with it. I, I think you know, if you got the buy, 
you know, bye week, like I understand people want to take precaution and not get people like, you know, hurt and, uh, you know, the last game of the season. But you should, you know, I, injuries are part of the game, right? It just kind of comes with the territory. So I feel like if you say, oh, you know, this last week, I won't uh, I won't do this. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll rest all the guys. But you come out and, you know, maybe your body doesn't, you know, truly I guess, you know, a couple of weeks off, you're still working out when you're still practicing, but it's just different than in-game reps. So, you know, what if you go out there, you know, slip the wrong way or something goes or, you know, and like we've seen that happen where like teams will rest and somebody will get injured. Like, so it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I think you need, you, you need to be mindful of the fact that nothing beats live reps for, uh, for an athlete. You need to get out there and, and kind of, you know, kind of do kind of do something even if you're not playing like you could play a quarter or, or two quarters you know what I mean like you <laughs> you just need something you need to get something just to kind of keep yourself fresh because a two-week layoff even when you see when people get bye weeks right like in the regular season sometimes they come back that next week and they, they they're either fresh or sometimes they're rusty they come off a bye week and you can never tell because everything's different you know everybody's different but I think um you know, health-wise, I guess it's a smart strategy. But for people who just play 17, you know, 16, 17 weeks to rest and then, you know, have basically three weeks off, I, I don't know if that's the best idea. So, um, well, the equivalent of having three weeks off. So I, I don't a, think it's the best idea. A big storyline for this podcast, our adopted Houston Texans. Boy can win the AFC South with a win this weekend. They can beat the Colts. They're in, and they win the division. We said a lot of people had doubts. A lot of people said what they had to say. Uh, by the way, Will Anderson is a deep uh, defensive rookie of the year candidate. Uh, C.J. Stroud pretty clearly. Well, maybe not clearly. I think C.J. Stroud is going to win it, but Puka Nakua gave him a run for his money. Um could be AFC champions this weekend. Tay, do you think they're going to pull it off? Um, yeah, I would. I mean, honestly, I would rather that for entertainment purposes than, than watching the Colts. The Colts are cool, but I would rather watch the Texans in that spot instead of the Colts. I feel like the Texans would give you uh, better football games, and it would they'd be more competitive throughout the playoffs. So, yeah, I do think they can do it. Acts, uh, me and you were two of the people who were most on this thing. Um, and uh, it looks like it's going to end up working out. Uh, Sean, how do you think about the rise of the Texans, man? Uh, that's a tough one. But I thought, uh, this is Jacksonville first on the division right now. So when they had to lose first, too, when they had to lose, too. Oh, I don't know what, how exactly it worked out, but I'm looking at the playoff scenarios right now. Houston clinches the AFC South title with a Houston win. Wow. Yep. Uh, kind of upset about it just because we could have had some J. Stroud, but I doubt he would have been that good with us, but I'm kind of going for the Texans. So I, I will say, I will say, when that trade happened, I texted my buddy and I said, you don't make that trade unless you're taking Stroud, right? Because to me, uh, and Axe said it, and I said it, Stroud was always, Bryce Young might have had the ceiling, but Stroud was always, always clearly the cleanest prospect. 
of all of them. That Georgia game, that Georgia game really it was so ridiculous. Good. Yes. So, so I like, I thought that's what they were making that move for. But, uh, you know, I agree. Who knows how it would have worked out. It, the Texans have pretty decent pass protection. I think that's been a big difference, and I think they're kind of underrated in that way. Um, but, you know, the weapons are almost fucking non-existent. So who knows? He might have been pretty decent with the Panthers. But, yeah, I'm excited to see the Texans with the rookie quarterback, with the rookie coach. Um, you know, not for nothing, but black head coach, black quarterback. Um, elevate this team right into the first round from being uh picking at the top of the draft. Amazing mm-hmm. turnaround. Where's the first? Where's the first? I, think, I thought you see that storyline every year. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, I'm uh I'm going from Apollo. Who are they thoughts playing? on these? Uh, they're they're playing the Colts. I'm talking about uh, they uh they make it to the playoffs. They'll be playing. Oh yeah, that's not set up yet. Cleveland, I think it's Cleveland. I think Cleveland had the fifth season a lot. Oh boy, <laughs> Apollo. Well, you know, thoughts. That... <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Your Joe, your boy Joe Flacco slowed down a little bit the second half last week. They're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, they might. They no, fucking no, really might. They might. The they really might. God damn it! We'll never hear the end of it. Uh, every time we're questioning anything Tay has to say, he'll be like, "Okay, remember when the Browns went to the Super Bowl?" <laughs> and I told you. Apollo, um, these yeah, Texans what, getting elevated, man. Yeah, yeah. What about his Jets take? Anyway, well, that's um, well, that was going to be the counter. Yeah, is yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah. that's fine. I just didn't want to. I didn't yeah. just want to do the norm, like pick the the f- heavy favorites in the beginning. I picked. I feel like the Jets were a heavy favorite, not to how I was. Yeah, I was about to say, what are you talking about? You didn't want to pick the Browns? heavy favorite. Or not. The Browns were not a, a, a heavy favorite. And I just, I, I just, I stuck with the Browns and the Jets. I was wrong in the uh, Jets for sure. I'm, and I could have backed out, oh, the injury. I didn't even do that. I rocked with the Jets throughout the entire season. I, I, I could have backed out, but I don't do that. So you did. I give you that. You did. Yeah. And I, I, and I was, I'll say I was one for two. Uh, that's fine. I, I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll take the Jets. I mean, I'll take the Browns. Browns going to the Super Bowl, man. Hold on, let me look up Dalvin Cook's season rushing yards. Uh, Paulo, go ahead and give yeah. give your take on this the elevation of this Texans team. So, um, I'm, I'm proud of him. Uh, it's, it's kind of unfortunate that CJ, you know, went through the concussion uh, situation, but um, I feel I feel like you know with another week under his belt, you know, he's about to get back into form. However, though. Um, if you look at the line, the line for the, the the line for this game is only one and a half, so they probably think it's going to be a close game. Because um, I mean, Minshew's not bad. No, like, not Minshew's at all. Oh there. no, this is going to be a game for sure because the Colts can. Be. The Colts have a playoff scenario at stake as well. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yep. So the Colts, they can clinch the division if they win, and if Jacksonville, and Jacksonville loses. Yep. And um, or if Pittsburgh loses, so um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be a good game though. It really is. Um, but like I said, it's good to see CJ CJ back. Uh, hopefully, within another week under his belt, you know, he can get back into to form where he left off. Um, but um, if I'm not mistaken, I think D'Amico Ryan's shouldn't he be like in a running for the coach of the year? 
Yeah, right. I think I think there's a good chance that uh, Stefanski's probably going to get it um, because they've had the fucking carousel fucking quarterback out there, and they're yeah. still you know dominant. Not dominant, but like they they're going to be a what are they eleven and eleven win team? Tay, yeah. like that's fucking crazy. Um, so I think it'll probably be Stefanski, but absolutely D'Amico Ryan should be second place, if not arguably to win it, because you took again worst to first. They were picking at the top of the draft last year. Um, right, right. I, th- I think I think this game, this game is going to decide who wins. I mean, like like this week is going to decide which one of those coaches are going to actually win it. So uh, you got anything on that uh, that Miami? That Miami Bills game. Uh, thoughts on if the Bills, if the well, if the Dolphins can survive this. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think they, I, I think they have a bad taste in their mouth. Okay. Uh, from last week, so maybe they bounce back. And um, if I'm not mistaken, they are. Um, what are they? Oh, uh, yeah, there's two and a half point, but uh, underdogs. So, Ooh. so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Josh Allen, he's they're they're taking they're taking a lot off his plate right now. You know what I mean? They're trying to pull him back, pull back the reins on him, so he doesn't turn the ball over and things like that. But um, so I think the Bills probably will win it. Um, and it just seems like they have a lot of momentum right now, but um, I don't think it, like 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 Vegas. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be like a blowout on on either side. Hey, is your uh, those Commanders going to give going to give the Cowboys any any work at all? Try and hold off so no. they win, don't win the NFC East. He said no. No, we'll lose because um, that second pick is right there. So now we'll lose. Yeah, and we don't. I'll be very upset. I hope we don't try to go out there and win by fifteen. It's like I'm pretty sure we're gonna lose. That's what I'm rooting for. Cause uh, yeah, interest. <laughs> Get higher and higher on that draft. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, who do you want if they're picking one or if they're picking number two? If we're, I don't want Drake May. I I don't want that. Phoenix. Nah, Penix, that's too high for him. Old, too high. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> old. <laughs> 24. <laughs> old. <laughs> um, honestly, reckless youth. <laughs> Crazy. If we're at two, I want Caleb. I, I do. I think the Bears are going to go with Marvin. Or I'll trade up. I'm not gonna lie, I'll trade anything. Like so, they have whatever they want. So I was gonna bring that up. Uh once we started getting a draft coverage, but since it come up right now, um, they definitely I think I think the Bears are absolute well, I think the move is to move to two or three, bank an extra draft pick, let either the commanders or the Patriots probably be the Patriots. Commanders of the Patriots get up to one, get the quarterback of their choice. Bears could still get Marvin Harrison plus bank another first round pick. I think that's the smarter way to go, but it also depends on what they get offered for Justin Fields. If, if that's the case, um, what about that? Tay? what, what if, what if the, what if the commanders could get Justin Fields for a second round pick? 
Uh, I I would rather start new. He's old too. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I'd rather just get someone in. The, nah. Honestly, I don't know if it matters who the fuck you put back there because your pass protection is bad. That's, That's true. So bad. So I don't know. We saw how that went with with Bryce Young and the Panthers this year. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I think the answers to these questions, a lot of that lies in what you end up doing in free agency. If you can help that offensive line at all, you have money for it. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So that's why I'm not. I don't want. I I will be upset if we draft the tackle in the top four. If we, I'm going to be upset. I don't know. Why? I don't want that. I, oh my it's gosh. very important, but I feel yeah. like we yeah, should spend our money on that and not our draft. Well, it, they got to be there. If there's, this is a very, this is an excellent offensive line draft. Um, it is. But, but but that also means you could get one in the second round. So yeah, why are you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just didn't want it. Like I feel like we need a a difference maker in the top four. We'll probably be four and up. We need a difference maker. And I feel like what do you mean? You got difference makers. You no, got no. Samuel. You got TMC. You got Brian mm-hmm. Robinson. Nah, they all suck. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, my goodness. No, nah, they're all regular. Brian Robinson is is regular. He's not like. I agree with you on that. He's regular. Like, uh, the whole offense, the whole team is regular. We have no, like, superstar in our team. And I feel like we got to get, like, Caleb Williams or something like that. That's like that. I'll be happy with that. But we get a left tackle. Yeah, it's going to help the pass protection, but we're still going to be the same team. Uh, just imagining Caleb Williams behind that offensive line, getting screamed at by Eric Bieniemy. It's going to be over before it starts, brother. <laughs> I mean, he, he has elite, elite uh, evasion, so, I mean. Oh, well, he's going to fucking need it. Yeah, but and what does he do after he evades those pass rushers? Throw fucking ridiculous passes. Well, yeah, he's going to lead the NFL interceptions. Yeah, I mean, we got to get receivers, too. Not a fan of receiving court, either, honestly. Oh, my gosh. This is a. No, nah, I will trade a, Terry. Like I, I've said it, I'll trade. This him. is a filthy conversation we're having right I'll now. I'm him. fucking. I need to go bathe after this conversation with you, right? <sighs> the coaching, my is goodness. Yeah, the, the coaching, the, co- not the coaching. The coaching no, the coaching is, is far below regular. Yeah, with the roster, it's not like a true. Oh, I would have said it was good, but not anymore. True, lead us out of this. Out of this. Uh, Dark Valley from the Lion King, fucking. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm Dolphins. The- Dolphins. Bills. I'm Dolphins. The Bills. Bucks. Watching the Bucks and the Spurs. I could care less about football. Um, I mean, it's the last game of the season. Uh, I would say the Bucks. Um, not the Bucks. Sorry, watching the game. Uh, the Bills probably win that game. I think the Bills probably win. Um. I don't think it's as much of a, um, uh, I guess, as much of a priority for the Dolphins to win this. Yeah, no, it's not. So, and they're they're kind of, you know, not to be cliche, but they're kind of oh, soft. Shit. Yes. I'm sorry. I, 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 oh, George Jesus. Wimby, I just saw what you were talking about. When we blocked the shit out of Giannis. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> No, but uh, 
no, like I said, I like I said, I just think it'll probably end up being a uh being the Bills, you know, winning Dolphins kind of you know, it's like a lot of teams don't really have like there's some teams that have something to play for, teams that don't. You know, like the Ravens don't really have anything to play for. Uh, you know, all the teams that have been eliminated already don't really have anything to play for. So I will say this will probably be an interesting uh week to make some bets because you know them yeah. uh yeah, them backups, them backups, getting them, uh, you know, them TDs and, and and yards and stuff. You don't expect these boys playing for, you know, it's like they, you know, some of these backups and, and trying to make an impression to, you know, maybe get some more playing time next season. I you just know, free agency. Cannot wait to do a teased spread for either the Packers or the or the Rams at the Cowboys. They're gonna uh, get like plus eight and a half. It's gonna be amazing. <sighs> Okay, so for Tay's takes on the season, I'm going to go with the – you might have forgot the James Cook. You said James Cook was going for 1,200 yards. Yeah. James Cook Cook got to 1,086. However, he's third in the league in rushing. So while he didn't quite make the number that you put, I mean, top three in a statistical category is is fucking pretty awesome. So – it was one for three, but it was damn close on that on that second one. I don't think it's a huge loss. Speaking of huge losses, it's a tie game that we got going on right now. Or no, three-point game. NBA. We're going to hit center court for the tip-off. Our NBA segment. rolling in here with this NBA segment. I don't know what in the world these supposed championship contender Milwaukee Bucks are doing with the Spurs right now. Team with single single digit victories struggling. Maybe the young Spurs are developing. Looks like they're about to lose. Tay, you were you were preloaded. You were ready to go. Got the rocket fuel. You got some stuff you want to you want to get off your chest. NBA wise, go for it. Yeah, I, I just wanted to just, just real quick. I just wanted to um, enlighten people about this uh, New York Knicks trade. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, I am a fan of the Knicks. That's my favorite team, and I'm very happy about the the trade. Uh, we're sending RJ Barrett and Man quickly to uh, to Toronto. I'm, I'm happy for them, man. You know, they can go find their their play styles and. <laughs> Go live their dreams. They quickly can. looked real good on week one, on, on night one, didn't he? Yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. But yeah. And a lot of people were saying, like, oh, why they trade him? Why they trade him? We tried to resign him twice. He didn't want to resign. Can't force someone to play for your team. So he had to bid in the trade. If he resigned and then we traded him, that's different. But we tried to bring him back multiple times. He didn't want to sign the paper. So you gotta go. That's just that's just how it works. And I'd rather get something for him than nothing. Just absolutely let him walk. And anyone can sign him and whatnot. So yeah, that's why I wasn't really upset about that because I already knew what came with that. You know, you don't resign a player, you know, you might have to trade him if they have some kind of value to him. And uh I think OG is better than what people think. OG is a top three wing defender in the NBA. So, 
Yeah. That's all I really wanted to say about you that. like it. So what? So what they get back? What did the Knicks get back? What did your Knicks get back? Because I remember when we did the pregame, the, the preseason preview. I said, "How did the Knicks improved?" And you said, "They all yeah, are the coming back, ready. like it's a college team." Um, yeah. So now maybe there's a difference. How did the Knicks improved? Who did they get? We got um, OG and Anobi. It wasn't. Uh, it it doesn't necessarily make us better yet. It's it's like a it's like a year away. This is it doesn't make us better just yet, but it's a year away because if you're a contending team, all contending teams have a a wing stopper, and we didn't have that. Now we do, so it doesn't necessarily make us better just yet, but I say next year it will with like with free agency and. Trade deadline coming up. Yeah, I, I feel like that's when the trade will really shine. But as of right now, no, it was it didn't really make a difference now, but it'll age well. Is OG a free agent this year? Yeah, yeah, he got a player option. Nah, I thought that was an ugly trade. <laughs> Tell him why. No, that was ugly. You don't trade for him. You got to keep him happy the whole time. So if you don't resign, I mean everybody wants to, and then when they get there, oh man, this ain't what I thought it was. That's that possibility you run into, especially if it's a first round exit. Well, somebody like Golden State come calling. So pay your thoughts. Pay your retort. Um, about what he said. Um, OG wanted to come to the Knicks. That's all I got to say. If you got a player that actually wants to play for the Knicks, go get him. <laughs> so that's simple. Just go get him. So that's what he did. He got a player option. He, I would decline it too. And I mean, get your money. Get your money. We yeah, trade for, I don't think we traded for him for one year. We traded for him for a few years. So, Well, I hope so, since you said the crux of the trade was improving the team over yeah. the next couple of years. Yeah, so. <laughs> They'd be trying to if he doesn't resign. I like I highly doubt that, but yeah, he should he should um definitely resign for the next three four years and whatnot. I do think I think he'll come back because he asked for it. It'd be different if this was a random trade, you know, like out of nowhere. But OG's been we've been trying to do this for a while now. It's been like a year, and we finally got him. He he's one of the Knicks has been on his destination list so. We got him. And if you look around the league, a lot of players that get traded on that last year normally do come back. Like Kyrie, most recent one. Oh, we don't know what Kyrie's going to do. Kyrie came back to the Mavericks. Like, you know, it always works out like that. So I'm not worried about losing. I think Kyrie had no choice but to come back. Money-wise. Yeah, I don't know who else is giving him money. I don't know who else is going to pay him at that point. Maybe this offseason, but. Yeah, that's true. Last year was a bad Pregnancy when it comes to teams with uh, available money. Yeah, I get that. But players don't normally, when they get traded like that with one year left, they normally come back. It really depends on how much money he wants at the end of the year. Yeah. Especially if they're trying to get cat as well. I heard they're trying to get cat. And they, yeah. want, to, uh, they want to pair him up with Mitchell Robinson. So it was like. That's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I don't know why they want to do that. 
I would get rid of Mitchell Robinson quick. You can't. You said you would get rid of him? Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would get rid of him. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would. I'd get rid I'd of him. I'd rather have Mitchell Robinson than Carl Anthony Towns. What? Uh-huh. What? Carl Anthony Towns, he's, uh, how can I put this? Oh, it's going to come off as disrespectful. He is a overpaid role player. <laughs> That's what Carl Anthony Towns is. I'm... I'm taking Mitchell Robinson over at Carlton's house. Wow. For sure. Like I'm not even thinking about it. Carlton's house is not no. That's a 20 and 10 guy. It's not too many of those walking around. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not it's not too many 20 and 10 he guys. He wouldn't get 10 rebounds on our team, first off. He's on the Knicks. He's not getting 10 rebounds. And he's on our team. He's not getting a lot of I don't like that. I don't I don't want Carlton Towns at all. Like that's probably one of my most hated players. He's terrible and he's old. I don't want that. He sucks. <laughs> he's soft. He's definitely soft. <laughs> he can he can stay in Minnesota. He belongs like up north. Please don't go to the Knicks. He needs to yeah, he needs to go to Yeah, I don't I don't know if Carl Anthony Towns mentality is gonna handle nah, being, I, on, being on the fucking really Knicks of all fucking teams. Yeah. I just because that's it's, that's like opposite world. Like the Knicks don't even care that much. They don't even care that much, like how successful the team is. But you got to be hardcore, like you got to bust ass and not be a fucking bitch. That's the only thing that matters. And so, <laughs> like, they're not going to deal with somebody who's talented but ain't but ain't got it in the heart. So, ugh, yeah, that would be a rough fit. Yeah, I just want to point out. He said, "Cat is old." Yeah. I just- I just want to point out how dumb of a statement this is. This nigga's 28 years old. Yeah, he's old. Bye, bye. That's like, not, nigga, that's not old. LeBron yes, is, is old. Not in, the, in, the NBA, in the NBA, 28 is not old. 28 is like the beginning of your old. prime. Yeah. That's not old at all. Like, it, it, yes, it is old. He'd be, he'd it's be not, the oldest bro, player it's on not. our team. If we trade bro, for LeBron. that, he'd be the oldest player on our team. Why would we bro. go to get... Why would we trade for someone and make him the oldest player on our team? I don't want wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. Paul Anthony Towns. You would trade wait, for Giannis. Wait, no, 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 no. You're talking about the Knicks. Wait, wait. Yeah. You're talking about the Knicks, right? Yeah, he's old. Hey, you know how old Julius Randle is, right? I mean, close enough. He's 29. I mean, Carly these niggas is he's old like, too. Julius Randle. Dude. That's not older NBA years, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is not. that niggas be talking not. crazy. That's not. That's not older NBA years. LeBron, Steph, they hit their prime at 28. If you play with Kobe, Prime in the NBA is 27, 28. That's a dumb, like, that's a dumb statement to say that when most players hit their stride at 27, 28. Not Cat, because Cat is a bitch. If you say you're a bitch, (laughs) yes, that's one thing. Old, like, nah, like, Giannis is like 30, 31, and he's balling. He's like, oh, he's 26, 26. He's good and old. I never said he's good and old. (laughs) You don't know what old is in the NBA, bro. You ain't even hit a decade in the league yet. You gotta, if you ain't in a decade league, you're not, that's not old in in league terms or NBA terms. Cat is just a bitch. He's just soft. I think he's soft. He's soft, yeah, but. I now, mean, this is Cat's ninth year, though. Huh? This is Cat's ninth year. Yeah, like I said it's his ninth year. He, he 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 getting to that point where I mean, it's still somebody giving you twenty two, like not you know nine and three and shooting fifty percent from the field. So it's like, I, I like I feel like when we talk about the NBA, 
you gotta really use your perspective and actually like your thought, like they actually take your thought process and think about like the greatest that that ever done it when they hit their stride. I don't. I think Cat's stride, his best stride, was prior to to this because he. It's like he's not. A, he's not a. He's not a number one. Cat has never. You're not winning anything with Cat as your number one. Ant is saving his 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 ass this year because you know Cat before when he was losing and trash, he he get you twenty seven and in eleven. You know what I'm saying? You know twenty five and twelve. This is the same numbers that you see Giannis put up before he was, you know, before he started putting up 30, you know what I mean? And then AD puts that shit up. Like, that's right up there with some of the best. You know what I mean? Like, Jokic can give you 25 and, and 11, 25 and 12. So, like, Cat has been putting numbers up. He just wasn't winning shit. And even now that he's winning, he still give you, like, 22 and, like, 9. So, I feel like his, his stride is not – I don't – like, I feel like his peak was on losing teams. So now he wants to go to a team where if, if he goes to a team where he can win, I feel like Minnesota's still number one in the conference. So, I mean, they're in danger of, I think, possibly dropping out of that because they've been losing some uh, games. But I think if he does go to New York, I don't think that's a good fit for him. Everybody says Donovan Mitchell is going to uh, – that's what I hear. I Donovan that Mitchell's. That's just as bad. I don't want that either. I, that's, that's, I, a, that's a very undersized backcourt. Him and Brunson. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, it's not a lot of options. It's not, and that's true. You gotta stay patient. You know? I and think Ted's best role is a Chris Bosch type of dude with my end. Look, I just wanna point out, you know, Taste takes he he says some wild shit. I just your your starting point guard's about to turn twenty eight too. You call it this thing. Yeah. OG is twenty six. Why are you calling these? Why are you calling Cat old? These niggas is all the same age. Like that shit don't make sense. Yeah, I, Cat is old. I don't want to keep going out trading for old players. Close your window. Old players are like thirty four. Close Doesn't make sense. Like trade for players that are in their prime. All right, all right. Let me close the This is the prime years. You you want a nigga that's 27, 28 on your team, bro? Let me explain myself. All right. Oh no! Please don't. No more. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick. It's kind of all popular, but like, all right. So I'll play Madden. I'll make a franchise. Oh my god! First of all. Like it's Madden, though. That's football. my guy. Basketball, it's football. No, twenty-seven, twenty-eight is where you start your prime. Twenty-seven through thirty-five is an NBA player's prime. That's not hey, unknown. OKC okay, situation. Yeah, that's, that's all exactly. Is. Not for me. I don't want no old ass team. Yeah, and KC's going to be OKC's going to be this extremely talented team that is going to get fucking ran through by someone way saltier oh, than up, them as they oh, go okay. through the playoffs. Okay, OKC, their best player is about to turn 26. He's starting to hit that prime. You got a bunch of young guys there, but they don't and have And he's no the reason they might fucking make some waves. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. it's, and then, but it's like, if you even look at, like, other players right now, like, you look at, uh, what, Jai's, like, 24, 24. he might be 20, 24, he'll be 25 this year. Um... You know what I'm saying? Like these are these are you know these are considered you know Ant to me. If you want to talk about somebody that's young and and you know Anthony Edwards is probably the best example of somebody who hasn't even hit twenty you know twenty three years old. 
and is just, you know, phenomenal. But when you look at the people who dominate this game today, it's mostly people in their primes, mostly people in that, you know, 25 to, to 30, you know, and I mean, you got your Stephs and KDs and LeBrons. Those are your like elder statesmen, you know, legends of the game. But everybody else, if you go down the line, everybody's 26, 27, 28, 29, you know what I'm saying? And I think for when you win in the NBA, you need that glue guy. Like even for like a Golden State, you know what? Like because Golden State's playing right now. Like when Golden State first won in 2015, I think without like your your David Lees and your Iguodalas, people who had kind of been around the league a little bit, you don't make that, you know what I'm saying? You don't make that push. Your Andrew Bogut, like you don't make that push to become what you become if you're not, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have those veterans. So a Carl Anthony Towns is not a veteran that you want on your team because he don't lead shit and he just, he's just a bitch. But you still like age doesn't fact. I don't think age should matter in the NBA unless you're talking about somebody Chris Paul's age or LeBron's age. Like, yeah, you don't want nobody like that. You don't want no superstars that age, you know. But it's like if you if you look at some of the other teams that are successful and whatever, you definitely want uh, you know, you definitely want to get somebody in that 25 to 20, 29, 30 range because you know, you've learned the game a lot better <clears throat> as a uh um you know as a player i think you your iq gets better as you go along and that's just in general with uh with with, with anything as you get older you become smarter i think you know when you're young it's you know when i was a teenager and all that stuff i thought i had everything figured out so you know i get it in that sense where people definitely want to you know like you young, you kind of feel like whatever, whatever. But in the NBA, you need them boys, man. You you need them veterans who who've been around the league a little bit. I just don't think Carl Anthony Towns is the right guy. <laughs> I don't think that's the right guy for, for for that. And um, I don't like with the Knicks. I don't know who the fuck. I don't really know who the fuck really makes sense for them. Honestly, nobody. You know. I don't know who makes sense for them. Uh, ideally, you want a guy like a Anthony Edwards to, to play the two uh, over there. You know what I'm saying? Put OG at the at the three or something like that. But you ain't getting that, so you know that's that's all I can that's all I can really say on that. And I just think that's a crazy thing to say, just because it's like not even because of the age thing, but just because that's when players that they prime. Like I don't think there's ever been like it's very rare you get an MVP. You know, that isn't of, you know, a certain, certain, like, that that age range. People start winning MVPs, scoring titles, and championships is like 25 to 30. So, I think Jalen Brunson. Was it Rose? Yeah. I don't want really one before 25. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's very rare you get a younger MVP. Like, it's just very rare. And so, I think, um, but I, I, I like what the Knicks got going on, though, you know, for the most part. I like, you know, I like what they got going on. I think, I think they have, uh, you know, a lot of great, um, you know, well, I don't say great, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff going on with, with the team. And yeah, I, you know, I think at some point they need, I think they need something uh, that's going to take them up, uh, you know, above and beyond. And I don't think they've, they found that yet.
but you know, um, because like so far this season he looked good, but you know, there's a there's a couple things. You know, there's a, there's a couple things there that I'm a little hesitant. I don't like Julius Randle. That's why I really don't like him on the, on the Knicks. I've never liked Julius Randle. So, and he baller. He's he's balling right now. He be cashing all the bets and shit. So shout out, shout out, shout out Julius Randle right now. But we know that shit don't last long. Drew, did you have any NBA NBA thoughts? You always do. Oh, of course. Yeah, this is this is my you know it's my 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 favorite sport. Uh, I just want to say when I'm right, I have no problem, you know, saying it out loud that I'm right. When I'm wrong, I have no problem admitting that I'm wrong. I was wrong about <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> and uh, so can I get I'll be, you know, look, I hate the Los Angeles Clippers because they have James Harden, but James Harden has played the right way. <laughs> uh, so my hatred cannot go the way it's supposed to, but that's just what it is. I um I appreciate. The way James Harden has played with the, you know with the Clippers, I think Paul George, Kawhi, you know I know Kawhi isn't fully healthy, but um yeah you know uh, I know he wasn't fully healthy at one point, but um he's back now. They rolling. They they have gone from being like thirteenth in the West to like uh they're like fourth now or something like that, fourth. like fourth, and so you know uh. I think they have a template for a lot of teams, honestly. Um, I think there's definitely a template for a lot of teams where you 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 want to get, you know, you you want to get that uh, kind of that 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 momentum. They are winning at a crazy rate, and uh, you know, hell, the team we watching right now, the Warriors, if they could win at that rate, they could pull themselves out. Of of the 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 hell that they're in, uh, the Suns, the Lakers, teams like that, and you know, I was going to avoid talking about the Lakers, but the Lakers, they're done, you know, and in, in, in my mind they're done because you have you have LeBron who has been putting in very lackadaisical efforts on defense, Anthony Davis is out there falling and getting no help. So when you have something like that going on, you need to focus on your strengths. <laughs> and if you can find some good strengths in your team, then you can exploit defenses. You can do that. There is not a lot of strength in that Lakers roster. And I think what happened was last year, the, the Los Angeles Lakers had several benefits. They went against a Grizzlies team that was not all the way there, that had a lot of, you know, controversy, um, missing – I think they were missing a player or two maybe. I can't remember. And then they, uh, you know, they ended up going against the Warriors. The Warriors, obviously, the worst showing from Clay ever in the playoffs, the worst showing from Jordan Poole, which led to him getting traded. Draymond, obviously, is – um uh you know LeBron ball hugger so 
that was like you know it, it, it like and then when they, they got to face you know the nuggets they they got swept and so i think in their mind they felt like oh we were right there we were right there in these uh in these games we just brought it back with the same people at a couple pieces and we got it they watched gabe vincent go out there and they play playoffs and play ha- halfway decent for the miami heat they thought he would help they brought uh hachimura back who you know prior to him coming to the to the Lakers and having a couple of good games with them. Hachimura was just kind of like an empty stats guy where he might get you one night 20, some the other night he might get you six. Yeah, he might get you 10 one night. He might get you this might and like those are empty stats. You know, and so when you look at situation a situation like that and kind of see where um you know where the Lakers were, D'Angelo Russell was not cooking, you know. Um I, I said it to someone, not when we were doing the show, but I said it to someone else, and I was like, the Lakers got past Golden State, in my opinion, just because of the fact Steve Kerr sucks. Like, last year in the playoffs, Steve Kerr sucks with his rotations. He wouldn't play uh, high-energy, the high-energy guys. He had Moses Moody kind of, like, and Kaminga, who had proven they were kind of ready for the spot. They fucked it up in game one, Game four, Lonnie Walker is what brought the Lakers to win that game. And that's what essentially to me won the series because they were down 3 1, I think, at that point. So I felt like after that, losing Lonnie Walker, you don't you don't have a guy that can get you one of those crazy games where you just hit five or six threes. You got D'Lo, but D'Lo is going to give up just as much on the other end as he gives you. So that's where you put an Austin Reeves out there who Austin Reeves can go out there and get you a bucket, but Austin Reeves can't guard shit. So you have Anthony Davis, who is literally the focal point of defense that the defense starts and ends with him, but he's also the best player overall on the team because LeBron, you know, LeBron can go out there and say, Oh man, you know, tonight, you know, uh, you know, blah, blah, this, and man, we, you know, we wasn't healthy or, or, you know, after the end season tournament, we just tired. Which is like one or two extra games in Vegas. Like niggas was in Vegas had like one or two extra games, one extra game that don't count against the season. Like <clears throat> that shit was stupid. Like to me, that shit was dumb. But <clears throat> I see they 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 were making that like their excuse, basically, for why they weren't doing well, why this is you know happening, and you know this that and other. And I think some of the issue with the Lakers is that there needs to be accountability on when LeBron plays very badly. There has to be accountability for LeBron playing badly. There's no accountability for LeBron playing badly. Uh, like he played last night against the uh, Heat. Um, he, you know, the next, he, 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 he doesn't necessarily play his best basketball, um, you know, recently at all. And I think that's been kind of a problem. You know, you, you don't play some of your best basketball. And it's now it's just like everybody is – you know, kind of like, oh, are they going to make a trade? Zach Levine's coming back. And it's just like, the, the problem is that they give you no time to have, like, any of the, like, the type of stuff that, that you would need to build chemistry. If you have guys who aren't, aren't good and you're just trading a bunch of them for another quote-unquote star who has health issues, who is just as bad defensively, as the guys are trading, your 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 issues don't get better. You you need another shot creator, but then you have like Austin Reeves can create his own shot. He's not the 
great at it, but he can create his own shot. D'Lo is a shot creator. D'Lo is a point guard. So you you like it, it just I don't see where it makes any of them like like I don't see where it makes them that much better. And the Lakers have to kind of find a way, uh, in my opinion, to figure it out. You know, they they got to figure this shit out. Uh, same thing with the Warriors. I mean, like right now, as we're doing this, the Warriors are up, you know, early against the Nuggets. But you know, they will, you know, always give give a lead back. So, you know, that's that's definitely something that, uh, you know, I think is, you know, is kind of the issue with <clears throat> with them uh, a little bit. And the same thing with the Suns. You know, the Suns just lost the other night. Um, you know, Bradley Bill's back. The KD was out. You know, and then it's like we can't get consistency from them. It's, it's just weird. The Western Conference, it feels extremely wide open where it's like there's nobody there that I can look at any team and say, yo, this team is so far ahead of everybody else. It's just no it's just no team in the West. Um, Eastern Conference kind of the same. I think the Celtics are the best team, but the Celtics have their moments, too, where they just look kind of, you know, and it's just that's just where it's at now. You know, like there's there used to be clear favorites. In this season, I guess people can use the term parity. Uh, I hate that term, but people can use it. And I guess it is parity right now. I think Nuggets look, you know, they they look they look good some some nights, nice, some nights nice they don't. Um, I think come playoff time, they'll probably be able to ball out. But we got a long way to go to playoff time. Um, you know, they got to keep everybody healthy. So, you know, it's a new year. Uh, you know, I don't really have – too much else. I think the Clippers are the hottest team right now. And um, I would like to see what the Clippers uh, um, continue to do. Um, if if they continue on the path that they're on, I could see the Clippers being the team that uh, that takes it all out the West. Honestly, right now, the way it's trending, it would trend that way. But you got James Harden and Russell Westbrook on your roster. You go to the playoffs. I don't know how, how much I trust you. Same thing with Paul George, too, actually. So that's uh that's my thoughts on the NBA this this week. Uh like it hasn't really been that many, like there's not many, a lot of great games. I think the Magic and the Kings had a great game the other day. Um, just going back and forth, you know. Apollo was out there, you know, dropped like 40 plus on them. Um, you know, Malik Monk had like almost 40. Like those are the type of games that get you excited for even this it's the Spurs and um this Bucks game, you know. Those are the type of games you get excited about. Wimby almost dropping 30, uh Devin uh Devin, you know, Vessel dropping uh like 35 or 34, or whatever, and Giannis gonna give you 45 and and 13 and seven. Like that's the type of shit you like to see in your regular season basketball because it feels like they playing hard, they going for it, but you don't get to see that enough. There's not a lot of that uh right now. So this is kind of like the dark ages of the NBA, right? When you get in January, you got your superstars might go out there and ball because they're trying to get all-star. Um, but like everybody else is kind of just trying to, you know, stretch along to all-star. So, um, which I guess we could also talk about the all-star voting, you know, just came back. I don't know if everybody saw that in the numbers, but, but yeah. Hey, Tay, did you say who, see who the, uh, Number one Pro Bowl quarterback is. Was it Brock Purdy? It was Brock Purdy. Anyways, <laughs> all star game, all star game voting. 
feel I feel bad for Jokic. You know, Jokic is probably like the most born superstar in the league, and the All Star vote reflected that because there's no way he should be behind LeBron and well, I think LeBron now, Embiid and Giannis. But it's just like he has no flash to his game whatsoever. I think he has like this act where it's I don't like basketball. It's a job. But that man should be leading at least second, the second uh, biggest good getter in the first All Star bunch. But watching Jokic right now, he had a main thing. Damn sure should be behind LeBron. That's for sure. I mean, you know, LeBron is LeBron. That was like Kobe. It's a fan vote. It's just a yeah. fan vote, right? So it's like it like because Anthony Edwards was too low to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think SGA was a little too low. It's just that's just, that's the the uh De'Aaron Fox, definitely, you know what I'm saying? So but speaking of voting, if I were if I was a media member, I would be putting my vote for NB as MVP right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's having that he's having that. Steph Curry in 2016, well, not winning-wise, but as far as, like, not playing in the fourth quarter, he's having that Steph Curry season so far. I think the man that's averaging, what, it might be 34 points a game now. That's the uh, that Chicago game, like, 34 points in, like, 33 minutes. You know, set, like, the fourth quarter in, like, eight or nine games so far. He only played, like, what, 25, I believe. He He's having that Steph Curry type of season right now. So I got to give him MVP, but Shea, he's definitely second. And it's not close. Well, I take that back. It is kind of close. I almost forgot about Luka. That's like my top three right there, MVP-wise. I know True said Shea was uh, his MVP. Yeah. But I, I got to give it to MB. What about uh Halliburton? You guys want to talk to him about him? And he has yeah, been doing man. some crazy things the last few weeks. Halliburton is like this era Steve Nash. He's like okay. Trey Young. So, like, so a multiple time MVP. <laughs> yeah, okay, I agree with that. But we all know Steve Nash is one of them. You can argue both, but at least one. Well, yeah, to me. He, he's so desperately. Oh, man. See, this was a whole thing that we missed, but we're doing it now. He so desperately didn't deserve one of them that uh, 20 fucking years later, Jokic fucking didn't get to win one that he did deserve. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just – I honestly see Halliburton. Th- thanks, Kendrick Perkins. As a 6'5", Trey Young. As a 6'5", Trey Young. That's all, that's all Halliburton is to me. He's Trey Young, but taller. And he's more likely to. He protects hey. the ball way better than some damn Trey. Uh, Trey <laughs> I mean, looks like he has feelings. Trey, Trey is like fucking five ten. Now some of his passes is outrageous, but you can't really blame the man for turning the ball over. Sometimes he's like all right, five ten going against guys like six five every night. He's the smallest on the court, so that's all Halliburton is. He's a six five Trey Young protects the ball better. So that's not Trey Young, man. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Young has no choice. I ain't gonna say I'm. I'm not gonna excuse all his turnovers, but like I said the man's like fucking five ten. There's no way he's six one. He's six one. He's six one listed with no athleticism whatsoever. He's not fast. He doesn't have no amazing jumping ability like a Donovan Mitchell. 
So it's like, of course, some of those turnovers gonna happen. They bullied that man. But can you tell me outside of protecting the ball, what's the difference between Trey Young and Halliburton? Defense, uh, efficiency. Defense. Yeah, Tyrese. Yes, play more defense. Trey Young, you don't even see him on the court when the Hawks are on defense. Tyrese plays defense. He doesn't take plays off. Realistically speaking, what can Trey Young do on defense? That's sorry, he doesn't play. Defense. I mean, I mean, what can he possibly do? And that's why, and that's why, and that's why he doesn't do it. <laughs> but I mean, uh, Tyrese is better than him in everything, like every possible no. aspect of basketball. Tyrese is better no. than Trey Young. No, that I said, like I hate when people use that defense thing on Trey Young. It's like a bunch of high schoolers playing against some middle school. Of course, you're gonna abuse it, man. You're like fucking five inches taller and fifty pounds heavy. You know what? You're, nah, nah, nah. He's in the no, NBA. He's playing the same no. thing as Tyrese. Why does he get these? No. That's not fair. You can't get. That's like playing Isaiah Thomas. You think I'm old Isaiah Thomas? He sucks on defense too. Sorry. You think I'm a holding against Isaiah Thomas? He's five nine. Don't be that short. Don't be that short. That defense for certain players. If you don't play defense, you don't play defense. Hey, you're a problem with defense. Okay. You're a problem with defense. It's, Whether you're five a difference between, or seven one. Uh, there's a big there's a big difference between not playing defense and there's nothing you can do on defense. There's a big difference. Not playing defense is like something. You said what? Trey Young don't even show effort. He just stands there. Guards what the can court. he do? Shut. Some what can he do? Get in people's faces. Get under people. Don's like, I appreciate Trey Young's self-awareness. <laughs> I mean, this, this, not like, this is not a James Harden situation where James Harden like, hey, you know, you know what, fuck it. I'm not going to play these. Trey Young can't. Like, these players like Trey Young, Isaiah Thomas, they cannot possibly take, play defense. I give Bronson the ability to play defense just because, you know, he's He's built like a fucking pit bull. Donovan Mitchell is another example. Donovan Mitchell is like six months with a six ten wingspan. He should be locked down, but he doesn't get criticized for not playing as good as defense as he can, as he should be able to with that wingspan. So it's 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 players that don't play and players that can't play defense. Yeah, but it's different when you're the worst defender in the NBA. That's different. Trey Young is the worst. Like, there's no one worse than him on defense. Like, you got, you can't, you can't ignore that. And all right, so put it like this: effort that's different. If you don't show effort, like, you can't excuse no effort. Like, whether you can or can't do it, if you don't. All right, so what? What superstar? Name me one superstar point guard that shows effort on defense. Tyrese Halliburton. And he gets cooked. I'd rather not play defense. I'd rather not play defense and get cooked. Then try my hardest and get cooked. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's the same fucking thing. It's the same thing. I'm getting cooked regardless. Wow. If I'm gonna get cooked regardless, I'm not trying. I'll see y'all on the other side of the court. <laughs> wow. Never heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of getting cooked regardless. That was uh what was going on with the University of Texas's defense the other night, um, in this college football playoff. Real quick, 
before we get out of here, uh, who is going to win the national championship on Monday? Hey, man. I got to go with Pam. I got to go with Washington. Oh, I'm you know, as Tay says, they have like a 26-year-old quarterback. So. That's it. Don't mind saying anything like that. Uh, Bo Nix. Bo Nix has been there since I was in high school. I've been on high school 10 years. <laughs> so, so you got Washington. Why is that? I mean, I just feel like you know how some how how some uh, playoffs you just tell it's somebody's year. Yeah, it kind of feel like, feels like it, don't it? I kind of feel like that's what happened with Washington this year. It's like it's just their year. Because like, they have a black quarterback. I mean, that's what I'm going for, but. I mean, Michael Penis has been playing amazing the last couple of weeks. But I saw, yeah, yeah. I've been watching, I've been watching my bet on prospects. I, I mean, he looked like the greatest quarterback to ever play the fucking game of football on fucking Monday. He was doing whatever the fuck he wanted against that Texas defense. Uh, what about you, Tay? Who's winning? I'm really not a fan of this game at all. Like, because I'm, I'm an Oregon fan. Washington was our only losses. I can't say Washington. And Michigan just sucks so, like. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, I get it because, you know, you, I think you like the offensive side of the ball. And so I get it. That fucking front seven, though, my gosh. Maybe that's what's going to give them a chance is because that front seven, I think, is going to be able to get pressure on Penix because really? they, they are fucking ridiculous. They got a good old line, though. Yeah, they do. They do. But so does but you would think Bama would too. If oh if any fucking buddy would have a good offensive line, it'd be Bama and Michigan was fucking manhandling them at the point of attack. No, so they got a black quarterback. Nah. <laughs> and Bama got a they're not giving no black like no O line. No. They expect you to run. Oh my gosh. It's true. I I'm only tell you what I know. And like Jalen Hurts ain't had no good. I'm just telling you what I know. That's, that's how they do it. It's, it's kind of weird. That's how they do it. Tua had a good line. That's just how it goes. Uh, Axe has rejoined us. So your guy Penix is going to take this national championship on Monday? Uh, yeah, I just feel like um, he's going to close <clears> – <throat> Close the deal, like for sure. I mean, he should be used to closing deals because, you know, he's probably on his third car that he's owned by now because he's like 26 years old. And That's another reason why Tay can't pick him. So wait, you never did make a pick, Tay. You just hope that the – Maybe everybody just gets sick and they have to play different. If you say, I'm I'm gonna go with the other team. Yeah, I think I gotta go to what. So okay, I'm going Michigan. Often in college, not as much as college basketball, but in college football, still, whoever, whichever team has the best player, it's a huge advantage, and I think it's pretty clear that that Washington has the best player. Um. Especially if the guy who was out there last fucking week shows up this week, goodness gracious! Um, so yeah, I'd have to go. I had everything. I, my buddy, who I respect a lot, 
great football, uh, really knowledgeable in football. He says, everything I've ever known about football tells me that Washington's going to win this game. I think maybe, I think maybe we're just, we're all sleeping a little bit on Washington. I don't know what it is about them that everybody is just kind of nonplussed. I don't know if it's because the market up there in the Northwest. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, They're not flashy. You know, they're not, they don't got the Oregon uniforms and the the spiffy uh, offense like the Chip Kelly Ducks used to have. They're not USC. They're not from LA. So I don't know why they just feel feel so meh, but their wide receiver core. I saw somebody's uh, joke that, uh, the the Michael Penix has better receivers than fucking Patrick Mahomes does, <laughs> and I kind of kind of struggle to disagree with it. Um, they have the guys, they have the put. So the only thing my concern is, we have seen it a hundred times. Well, me, True, Axon, Sean have not take us. He's you know young. We're all old, so we've seen it a hundred times. You have this big. This flashy offense, the star quarterback, and then a defensive front seven like that will come and just smash your shit up and make them look useless, make them look pathetic. I also wouldn't be surprised if that happened. And then we all feel foolish afterwards. Like, how did we not see this coming? Um, but sans that. Think of going lot, Washington. Lot, man. Like all them uh them fumble snaps. And Washington yeah. only won like three. It, it kind of makes me nervous. Granted, it is Alabama, but it was like five box snaps that I seen myself. Yeah. I didn't even watch all of that game. Yeah, and so, they let them they let them hang in the game. Yeah, true, true. It's a good point. It's a good point. Well, uh, you know, it's also any given Saturday slash Sunday, so we yeah. do one week. Won't matter the next. True. Any thoughts? Uh, who's going to win the national championship? Uh, mm, uh, I guess I'd have to go with, with Michigan, but I do understand why there are certain people who feel like Washington um, could walk away with it. But um. I don't know, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch a lot of, uh, you know, college football this this year. I, I did catch some of the, you know, games the uh, other weekend, but I've had a chance to sit, really sit down and, and, and look at them. So I'm just kind of speaking from the perspective of, uh, I've seen Michigan play a lot more than I have had a chance to see Washington. So um, I got to go with, you know, what I've, you know, who I've seen play a little bit more. Um, but Washington ain't no joke either, man. Nope. Uh, and and yeah, and like I said, I wouldn't be because it could end up being that way. The really physical teams, you know, they come in and they they drag, they'll drag you down to the into the deep end and hold you there. Um, and that could be what happens. Uh, or Washington's explosive firepower on offense could make them look slow. We are gonna find out. So I think we're split, uh, or no, yeah, three Washingtons and two two Michigans. We will see, just like all of you listeners will see, all the awesome stuff that DAR Sports Media has going on right now. Earlier on this week, we did a, a 
I won't say shocking because, you know, I I expected good things. But our interview with uh, the president of pro wrestling, Phil Stamper, earlier on this week was fucking fantastic. We covered so many, so many, so many uh, subjects that I didn't think we were going to cover. The guy's such a great talker, so insightful, such a, such a fun listen. Um, definitely encourage you if you're at all inclined, the president of pro wrestling. Phil Stamper, he is a GM authority figure for many, many indies in the Northeast, uh, primarily uh, MCW Pro Wrestling. It's a fantastic talk. Tomorrow, myself and Drew are going to be, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a real fun episode of the Weekend Wrestling. So definitely be on the lookout for that because it's been a very newsworthy week. And from what we hear, might continue to be just that. So definitely be on the lookout for that tomorrow. Thank you so much. Just remember, the world of VAR never stops.